All right, good afternoon. Um, good evening to fans, friends, and family um, all over the world. Um, we're here again today with a wonderful episode of um, Real Talk with Ian and Ian. Um, we're so delighted to have um, Daniel, Thomas Dodd, and Shane Dodd in studio. And um, you guys just stay tuned because you're going to really learn some more about the Thomas Dodd family. family. And, um, you know, we just want to share with you an inspirational um, program today. So before we get to the program, I'm going to let um, Ian also introduce himself. Yes, guys. So another night, we just want to say um, welcome to all our viewers, wherever you guys are watching from around the world. You know, another night to this platform, Ian and Ian, where we just have real talk and a real life story and real people who are able to motivate and uplift others so basically what we do is find people who are able to inspire others you know to bring out the best in them and also to just see someone who have make it and it's always good for us to have someone that we can look up to and we call that role model you know and right on here we have basically two role models you know who are on the platform tonight and i know they have a lot to to give a lot to share and we just ask that you guys just stay tuned. You guys know me, you know, Ian, the cricketer, and I'm sharing the platform with Ian, the Olympian. So, you know, two different backgrounds right away, but it's just fun to be on this platform. So we just want to welcome again, Daniel, um, Thomas Dad, and Shane Dad to the platform. You know, we want you guys to feel welcome and free. It's just a family up here, put it that way. Thank you. So welcome, guys. Yeah, thank right. you. All right, welcome. So before we get to the program, I'm going to say a short word of prayer and, um, you know, just bear with me a quick minute. But we just want to able to have the Lord lead us in this program. So we're just going to pray. So please bow your head for a quick second. Heavenly Father God, thank you again today to bring us here. We ask you to guide and protect us. We ask you to help us to speak, dear God, um, from our heart, dear God. We ask you to help us, dear God, to share a story, dear God, that might inspire someone, dear God. We ask you to help us to be a blessing to ourselves, dear God, so we could be a blessing to others. In the Son, Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. 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 All right. So, guys, um, many of you guys are um, aware of the, the program that was coming. So, we're real, real live right now, and we're, we're just so delighted to share with you, um, you know, this fantastic fabulous copper and um i don't know who to start with right now but i'm going to start with shane um since you know uh <laughs> you know since um you know you guys i've i've probably never seen him before i have the pleasure of meeting shane and he's one of the coolest 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 person that i know and um you know you know i never seen him i'm upset about anything so um you know i'm so delighted to, to to talk to you and a lot of you guys might not know but shane is a former um athlete um you know yeah. um in you know in high school from jamaica college and we're going to learn a little bit about um him we've seen him in a lot of videos um we've seen him in the weight room we've seen him doing a lot of things with daniel and uh, we're just excited because we believe that um, he has some of the secret weapon, you know, that nobody knows. So we're just happy to have you on here, Shane. And I said, we're looking to see you um, many, many more times. So we're going to start out with you, 
And um, we're just going to get straight into your, um, you know, just to let us, the fans know a little bit about you in terms of your mm -hmm. background, where you went to school, um, what event um, you do while you was in school, and, yeah. um, you know, et cetera. Okay. All right. First of all, thanks for having me. As I said, you know, it's hard to catch me in front of the cam. I don't normally <laughs> like to be in front of the cam. <laughs> so, yeah, for me, uh, for those who knew me from high school days, they knew that cricket was my thing. I never usually liked doing track and field. I usually I just joined the track team to do like fitness work, like to get my fitness level up. But I was, let's say, I attended Vauxhall High and I transferred to Jamaica College to do cricket, actually. Yeah. And at the time, my main objective was to just make a national team. I love cricket that much. I just wanted to make a national team. So while at Jamaica College, I had to, there was a rule, the system, you got to like sit out a year. So while during that break, I would join the track team to just get strength, just to physically improve, so to improve my cricket game. But one day I was walking on the field, it was um, Sharif Smalls. Jamaica cars disco straw. I saw this disc flying. Almost hit me in my head and I ducked. So when I took it up, <laughs> I took it up. I was like, why is he throwing this so far and it feels so heavy? <laughs> and I brought it back to him. I was like, what's this called? He said, the discus. And at the time, the coach was at Jamaica College at the time called Elton Coombs. I said, I like that event. And the first time I took up a discus, I think I threw really far. Nobody wanted to tell me, but I think I threw really far with it. And then took off from there. So basically I, I made a national team, Curfta. I made like Penn's teams and um just more exposure. So I like that was it for cricket. Wow. <laughs> that was it. So I went to G C Foster College after that, but let's say there was more like a a shift. I like I I got like so much knowledge being at G C Foster College the coaching aspect of it, the preparation, like that's where it opened my eyes to like, oh, so this was this is what um athletes really do. Like everything, the preparation, like the art of track and field and fitness per se. Even more sports, but most likely my passion for fitness. So that's when I decided to like hang up my train shoes and focus more into the fitness world. That was my new love. So basically that's it for that. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I'm not even. I'm gonna let Ian act to something because we don't want to skip over this cricket thing. Um, you know, we just, <laughs> you know, uh, you know. I I play a little bit of cricket in the under 14, under 16 level, but it was just too much going on doing cricket, football, and track. You know, and um, you know, I really think that cricket was boring. So you know, <laughs> <No, it's not. laughs> you know. So I like one day cricket. Everything else after that, it's just too boring. Um, you know, that's what I was thinking back in the day. So you guys forgive yeah. me. I, I really think that is a beautiful sport. Um, and, um, you know, I, I hope to watch another cricket match again one day in the future. But okay. yeah, I, I as a former cricketer that for stats that, um, you know, that that he's, he's passion for cricket right now. He's doing so much thing. Um, I don't know where to start, so I'm going to let you just touch a little bit on the cricket before we move along. Boy, Shane, you, you could see me edging closer <laughs> to, the, to, the, to the screen, you know, once you mentioned cricket. Cricket, uh, yeah. 
I, I was gonna listen you know, how, how the dream you know moving forward. So the question I wanna yeah. ask you, I'm just gonna mm-hmm. package them, you know, so we could yeah. move on pretty um, fast. You know, so I realize you have to be a very good cricketer. Somebody must have spot that talent quick um, early. Cause you were saying in the opening remarks that you wanted to play for Jamaica and yeah, you know, national team. National team. So that tell me mm-hmm. that you are a very talented cricketer, number one. So yeah. what I want to know also is what did you do bat bowl where you are all around? I want to know exactly what type of cricketer you went in as. You know, yeah. so, so so just tell me a little about it. You know, in terms so, of yeah. So in my younger days, I was introduced to cricket by um in De- um, I'm from Delacue Park and Spanstone Road in Kingston, okay. and that area is like it's all about sports per se. It's all about football, cricket and stuff. But like, you have this coach called Devin Tucky. I don't know if ever, anyone remember him. You usually take the kids, like just to get us out of violence, take us to like gather up all the young kids in the community during the summertime and bring them to Maxfield Cricket. I don't remember what, it, what it's called. Maxfield Cricket Camp. That's where the children home is. So every summer that would be a thing. So I, that's how I got kind of like get my love for cricket until everybody say, hey, you have talent. So I normally, from a young age, I normally go like under 14 trials when I was young, just for the experience, because I had the experience and stuff like that. And then I started get to get more developed and I realized that I was an all-rounder. I'm a fast baseball, I can bat. But, um, <laughs> If you give me a position, I would do it. I can, I can be behind the wicket, anything. So you're, you're, you're a complete cricketer, and at that yeah. time, who, who who was your favorite cricketer? Every every youngster yeah. have, have somebody who yeah. they look up, look up to. A Brian Lara, you look up to. A Courtney Walsh, a Ambrose, yeah. and all that. Well, there was actually like there was there was actually two. There was actually two. There were actually two. Um, Chris Gale. And Courtney Walsh. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't want to ask you how, you how young you are. Because <laughs> like, I can tell that you know, pretty, pretty, pretty yeah, I mean, man. there's a lot. It would be it would be bad to single out anybody, but no, to, to I, identify I, a few. I, yeah. I, I got I got you, man. But all right, how would the coach have felt at that time, um, um Shane, the, that you know transition, you went in for cricket, all of a sudden mm-hmm. you transition into throwing discus. I know he must be disappointed right here. Um, well, it was a really nerve-wracking situation, but it was just a step that I had to take. So it wasn't. He was really optimistic. He was really happy for me. Okay, he was really happy for me. But at the same time, he knew that he lost a cricketer, but he was really, really happy for me. And then me winning um, the gold medal at champs make it even different. Like wow. that's, that 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 stamps everything that I was done with cricket. <laughs> so yeah, it was really motivating and stuff like that. It would like stop stop while I'm practicing, right in front of the fence, watching me throw and drive off. It were very awkward, but <laughs> it was it was cool with it. All right, man. Congratulations on that gold medal there, man. Yeah, yeah, back to you. Hard to get. <laughs> All right, well, guys, you heard a little bit about Shane. She give you, he give you a little bit about his history into the cricket, and I, I want to touch base. Um, I'm still going to stick with Shane. I want to touch base a little bit more about the track and field part of it. Right. You know, so you transition over to, to to track and field, and 
as you mentioned before, you did the discus event and um in a year. And the shot put, okay, and mm. the shot put. And um you actually um uh, participate in boys champs. So just let us know um how many years did you compete in champs and um you know um just you know let just let us know about just a little bit about your um accomplishment at Jamaica College. What was the most memorable in um accomplishment that you can just remember that that you took part in? Okay, dragging my memory there. So let's think back. Okay, so my most memorable moment was like basically winning a champs. It was a a bittersweet feeling because, as I said, I was really talented and like when I when I switched over to track and field, let's bring it back. When I switched over to track and field, I was in class two. So in the shot put, I won the bronze medal in class two, like my first time doing stuff. I won the bronze medal. My teammate one one or came second and then um in the class one my first year class one never competed to the best of my ability then my second year class one i won but but that's my most memorable moment like winning the gold medal at champs okay so not a lot back, of people can say they got a champs go yeah <laughs> i never won a medal at champs that's uh, yeah, it's um yeah. You know, I, I came close, you know, silver medal a couple of times. So look, it, it's really, it's really accomplishment, man. I really, I really believe that um, it's something that, um, you know, I'll make sure you have it on your resume because that that's really big. <laughs> <laughs> so big now that, so who were, who were you competing against? Um, do you, can you give us a couple of name, like who was around and what year was that? Oh, uh, it was, oh. Uh, no Facey from Calabar. Oh, Facey. I know Everett Facey. Uh, man, um, Keith Wilson from Casey at the time. Okay. Um, I mean, my first year class when I was here, those guys. Second year, third year, Chad Wright, Smichael okay. in my ending year, started, started getting beat. Chad with Smichael. Most everybody. Odeon Richards in my second year. Okay. okay, 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 okay. Yes, uh, some of the same guys that's already competing right now. The, you actually was competing against them in high school, you know. Yeah. So, you know, so that that's supposed to be real big of you, knowing that. Look, um, you know, maybe you know I could have um, still doing this thing, you know, if you choose to yeah. do it. You know, um, you know. So just tell us a little bit. So after Jamaica College, um, what what what? What was the difference for you to go to GC Foster and instead of getting a scholarship at the broad? Um, was that on the table or that just something that just didn't go? Yeah, it was on the table. But the thing is, back then, um, it, wasn't, it wasn't that organized like now. A lot of the overseas coaches weren't that, weren't looking at athletes that much from Jamaica until, I don't know, recent days, everybody's like hunting. Hunting, but, but yeah, for field for field for field events that is, but back then I, I like like GC Foster. I always admired like from cricket days, as I said, I went there for camps and stuff like that. So I liked the whole environment and stuff like that. So when I saw the program that they offered, I weighed my options. Like overseas, I don't want to go on a on a half scholarship or anything like that. And I looked at the GC Foster program and I got a scholarship to go there. So. I worked with it, and like 
it was like a big change leaving Jamaica at the time. But I kind of liked GC Foster, GC Foster at the time as my option. All right, all right. Well, we're gonna pause a little bit on you. We're gonna we're gonna pause right there at GC Foster, mm -hmm. and we're gonna okay. come back because we, we want to figure out um, what mm -hmm. did you accomplish while you're at GC Foster um, into the next chapter of your life, and we're gonna have to back it up a little bit because you're gonna have to tell us how you meet this lady beside you. Um, we know that <laughs> we know that that got to be during the, the Jamaica college days. So we, we're going to back up. So Daniel, let's mm -hmm. just um, switch over to you. Um, you know, you got an interesting story. I mean, you know, I know that, um, you know, I've read before. I don't want to give the secret out. I want you to say it in terms of, um, you know, so when did you start doing any form of sports and and what was the first time that you actually you know in high school or before that that you took part in a sporting event and what was that um so i started off playing netball um and i i started early i was playing netball from i was in um, primary school um and i think i started playing on the primary school team when i was maybe in the fourth or fifth grade um, so I, I played on the team at first, my mom didn't want me to play on the team. So that was kind of difficult. So for the first year, I actually didn't travel and compete with the team. I go to, you know, different, um, primary schools to play. But then, um, by the time I was in the sixth grade, um, you know, she gave me a little bit more, um, leeway as it pertains to sports, because, you know, we had a practice sometimes after school was over and that's the part that she really didn't like um so i i started playing netball at that age um and then um i just continued to play netball but then you know like we usually have sports day so everyone would participate in sports day from um primary school all the way up so um you know i i dibbled a little bit in track and field but not too much to where I was even remotely serious. It was strictly netball for me. Okay, all right. So that's awesome. So you started out as a netballer, and then you you transitioned over um, into track a little bit here and there in the primary school. So mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about um, your next stage of your um, life. Um, what high school did you go to? And um, let us know. Um, if, the, if that's when you start to, um, you know, I'm, I mean, just let us know a little bit about your athletics um, in terms of, you know, what did your first time again in high school, trying to get to um, what was your first love in terms of, um, you know, in, in sports, you know, because everybody, you know, the first time we do something, we just do what we really love, but it's not necessary. We don't know what we're good at. We're just doing things. So we just want to know that and then We'll move into how you decided um, to start doing the shot put. Yeah, so funny story. I actually did play cricket as well, too. Um, in the sixth grade, <laughs> I was the only girl on the cricket team at the time. Um, and I remember um, we went to White House. I think the, the only game that I traveled with the team for was we went to White House to play. A cricket game but for my whole sixth grade year i was a part of the cricket team and the only girl that was a part of the cricket team um but then i went to um i went to the high school that i wanted to go to which was from technical high school 
um, and I still was netball was the only thing that you could get me to talk about, think about, and do um, because I just I just loved it the the you know just the fast pace of it the the different positions like everything about netball was it for me and so um, that's one of the reasons why I actually wanted to go to film technical as well um, and so. I ended up going to from technical and it wasn't until I was in the eighth grade. It was the so the first sports day we had it. I was in the seventh grade and um, the track and field coach there at the time was Roderick Miles. And so I participated at the sports day and all <laughs> some of the girls that were on the track team um, actually ran the 100 meter faster than them and beat them into 100 and the 200 for my age group at the time which was in the seventh grade and so i think he he saw something in me and it wasn't until eighth grade that um he actually sent someone from the from the women's team to come and ask me if i wanted to, to join the track team and at that point i was like no i'm not interested i'm playing netball and that's the only thing i want to do and so um I don't honestly, I don't even remember what made me make the decision to end up going to join in the track team. And so when I went, I started to, you know, I, I started training for the, the 100 and 200. But then um, that same year, um, we had sports day again. And I ended up doing something crazy and i actually hurt my my groin and my hip flexor so you know as a sprinter you need to be able to drive your your knees up to to sprint and so for me it was very difficult because i had hurt myself but i never said anything to roderick miles um because i i kind of felt embarrassed in a way because you know he he actually asked me to join the team and i i could have you know, done really well, but then um, I kind of felt like I disappointed him some way or I would let him down if I told him, you know, that that was the reason why I never really wanted to come back to track practice. And so, you know, he said to me, I think I'm going to have you try this event. And so I was like, hmm, what is this? And so he gave me a discus. And at the time, um, they only had the rubber discs. So not the ones with the, the metal rim and the plastic on the inside. It, they were rubber and so he gave it to me and he was like i'm gonna have you try this and so one of the guys that was on his team at the time he was actually throwing the discus and the shot put as well and so he assigned me to that guy on the team and said he's gonna teach you the basics and we'll see we'll go from there and you know the first time he showed me what to do he was showing me the stand throws and you know actually threw it really far for someone who had no idea what they were doing and so um from there it kind of you know it was like okay you know I, I see the potential and i remember after that first session you know he kind of talked to me and he said to me you know this is something that i think you could be good at but it's not gonna be it's gonna be something that you're gonna have to you know take the time to actually learn and research on your own and you know kind of get to know it and and that's kind of how i ended up in track and field but and i started with the discus so <laughs> well i think that i just gave both of you guys a hundred points you you know both <laughs> of y'all started out um um you know your destiny started out similar path you know in terms of um 
being recruited and you know was introduced to the discus um you know so that that was it now ian do you do you did you i know you, you watch a little bit of the video and stuff i mean did you see any um any cricket skills in her that that might that might <laughs> that might have have uh, you know make her so successful right now you think what thoughts well, it, it, the fact that she said she was the only girl to be on the team, that that told me that she was pretty good. Cause that means some some of the guys would have to sit on the bench. You know? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so just, just the fact that she made that cricket team, that that tell me that basically she had the potential to probably have been one of the best cricketer in Jamaica. Cause back then cricket wasn't a big thing for the ladies, you know. Nope. So for so for her to at that stage to be making. The, the cricket team that speaks volume in terms of her but you know what i'm looking at here is a trend and as you say destiny because both of them their first love and first passion wasn't what they end up doing because you know yeah. shane his first passion was really cricket all of a sudden he's throwing discuss and i'm listening from daniel her first love was netball nobody could get her away from netball nope. no she's also pulled to discuss so i see a chemistry happening right here already here you know there's a pull <laughs> that, that probably brought them together that both of us even them may not be able to explain that you know and i'm a big believer in, in destiny and god so i know um this couple here they, they, their root is on a solid foundation because for me <laughs> yeah. so far it looked like god had actually start drawing them together without them even knowing each other from the beginning yeah you know? yep. <laughs> So, so yes. this looks pretty really interesting right here. Yeah, I agree. Totally <laughs> agree. All right. So guys, so far we have an interesting journey and we're going to hear um, some more. We're going to get into a little bit to the next chapter. So we're at the high school level now and obviously um, Daniel was at Froom Tech. Um, obviously, um, you know, she make a transition to um, another high school and um you know so how was that transition and what made there you make that decision and you know whose whose idea was that um so you know coming up on my final year in high school you know um i i i i um i was still playing netball obviously and um but i you know spoke with mr miles and you know he he told me that you know based on my grades and everything that i was doing at phone technical then i you know would be on the right path to getting a scholarship because at that point um you know i was doing decent in the in the discus and um i was also throwing the shot put and the javelin at the time and he said like you know a lot of the coaches sometimes overseas they tend to recruit athletes who you know who can throw more than one event so you know he says usually they don't offer full scholarships to athletes who you know only do one event so it's good that i did all three so you know, he he spoke with me and he said to me that, you know, he does see the potential. I have all the tools and I have all the, the things that I needed to eventually move on to get in a scholarship to go overseas. But unfortunately, he at the end of my final year, you know, kind of that summer after, you know, close to when the, the, C, the CSEC results were supposed to come out and yeah. he was moving on from front technical and so he wanted oh. to make sure that all the athletes that he had at the time you know had 
basically somewhere to go. So all of his top athletes, you know, there was Stephanie Barrett at the time who ran the 800 meters, you know, Rochelle Clayton at the time who was doing the, I think the 800 and the 400. Um, and um, a couple other people that I can't remember their names right now, but um, they had a lot of potential. Um, I think he had a, a couple sprinter guys that had, you know, the potential to, to do really good things. So he wanted to make sure that, you know, those people were kind of looked after and um, because he was moving on. And so he kind of sort of gave us the option. He said, listen, wherever you want to go, I'll, I'll make sure that I reach out to those people and, and see what I can do for you from, from my end. And so, you know, he told me that Edwin Allen, um, you know, sh- showed some interest in me and if I would be interested in going there. And at the time, you know, they had the top um, two uh, female throwers um, okay. across each class, um, you know, at, at Champs. So, for me, that to me was the ideal place for me because, you know, it shows that they had a, a strong foundation and a strong base for, you know, female throwers. So I was like, yeah, I think that would be a good fit for me. And, you know, some of the other athletes moved on to like their technical and, um, you know, other schools. So, you know, that's when I, init- you know, essentially made the decision that, you know, I was going to go to Edwin Allen. And so, you know, um, Mr. Dyke reached out to me and I, you know, spoke with him on the phone and he said, as long as you get all your subjects, you know, let me know when you get your results. At that time, I I think I already had two subjects because I did two when I was in um, the 10th grade and I I got them. So, you know, I only needed maybe like four more subjects or something like that. And I already I had I think I did seven and, and then I ended up getting all of my subjects. And so that was perfect because, you know, now I have the grades. I don't have anything that's going to, you know, essentially hinder me from moving forward. And so, you know, that's how we kind of get got connected with Edwin Allen. And, and then I made, you know, the, the transition from phone technical moving to sixth form at um, Edwin Allen. Okay. Okay. Well, that's such an awesome journey. I just want to ask you, um also knowing that you you know for the viewers um you're in another parish in in westmoreland that's where Froome is located now um, yeah. you have to transition transfer go to another parish which is um miles away and um actually leaving your parents house and 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 going somewhere i and i know that i just want you to share um with some of the younger viewers um how was that like for you to leave home and go to another parish um were were you afraid and you know what was was there any challenge that that you come across um at first my mom didn't want me to because i mean i was her oldest i was i was a you know a girl so you know to think that your daughter and i think I wasn't even 18 at the time. So, I mean, you're sending a, a basically a child, you know, out in the world basically to be on her own. So for me, um, it was a little bit scary, um, but because I had, you know, plans in my head, like this is what I wanted to do and this is what I wanted to accomplish. And I knew that these were the steps that I needed to, to, to take and basically, you know, take a leap of faith and believe that the decisions that I was you know, essentially making that they were the best decisions for me. And um, so, you know, it was it was 
kind of scary at first. Um, but then when I went and, and visited the campus, I saw that, you know, um, I was going to live in, in a dorm and, and the dorm was like all girls. There was a dorm mother. So, you know, for me, that kind of helped me and my mom to kind of be like, you know, you know, this seems like a, a situation that wouldn't be harmful for me. So, you know, that's when I was like, yeah, I think, you know, this would be the best the best dishes in for me and moving forward so it was a little bit scary at first and i remember telling my mom i was like yeah i'm gonna come home every weekend that never happened (laughs) 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 that never happened because we were always either you know in the off season just practicing on the weekends or you know going to competitions when track season started so it was like yeah my mom told me like i I mean she knew people in the area because um one of my other siblings he actually his dad actually comes from that area and funny enough i didn't know until i started or i decided that i was going to go to edwin allen that my aunt on my dad's side her husband um their family is like the lineage for the school so his name was Edwin Allen III because his great grandfather and great 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 grandfather they were like the I don't know like maybe like the founders or something for the school but the school was named after them so yeah but I oh, found well. that out after I made the decision that I was going to go there so then that kind of was like yeah I think I you know it's the right thing I should be here well, well, obviously, um, those decisions that you make um, early on in your career and your life, I believe that helps you to make better decisions you know, now because now, if, you know, if you got to make a decision, you could always go back to those experiences and be like, you know, um, I did something similar to that before and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it works, you know, so it's, it's nothing to, to scared of or nothing to worry about. So. You know, so um, obviously, I said for all the young listeners, you know, that um, you know, and I, we've been a lot of kids been through the same situation. We go to different schools, um, like you know, in another parish, and we got to board and live, and you know, you know, that's how I met this guy here. Um, I was mm-hmm. living with his brother, <laughs> and me and his brother was roommates, and then he, I would met his brother, and I would go visit his brother parents i'll go to his house and spend the weekend because they're from st elizabeth and i'm from montego bay and um you know so we you know and and that's one of the things with back then with a lot of the schools as i said we we people was going to schools that far away so um you know way before then so we you know obviously as i said i am um you know i'm sure that you're all happy of the decision you make you went to edwin island and um you know you you get on the team. So now that you've been, you you actually around some more teammates now, like a bigger team with other people yeah. that excelling, you know. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure you use that um, to feed and ins- inspire you, you know, to even do better when, when you're on a competitive team. So mm-hmm. at Edwin Allen, um, how many years did you spend there and how did you perform at Girls Champ? How, 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 can you tell us a little bit about that? Um, yeah, so I only did two years there because um, I had graduated from film school um, in 11th grade and I did um, sixth form, upper and lower six at Edwin Allen. Um, the first year I was there, um, it actually wasn't um, terrible. Um, so 
the first year I went to Edwin Allen, I was really excited to be there um, because, you know, I, like I said, I knew and when I when you hear of, you know, throws or chumps or, um, you know, female discus, like automatically you think of Edwin Allen because they were the ones having the most success at the time. And so, you know, the, the coach that was there, um, Marlon Gale, um, you know, for the first, honestly, for the first couple of months that I went there, him and I never got along. And he, he would tell you the same thing. We never got along. But I think it's because we were so similar in so many ways and didn't even know. Um, and so, you know, him and I finally sat down one day and we kind of like talked and we realized that we have so many things in common. And so, you know, after that, after that, you know, we kind of had a really good coach athlete relationship up to this day, you know, him and I still have that um, coach athlete relationship. And so, you know, for me, he, he really believed in me and he believed in my talents and, you know, he saw a lot of, um, you know, he saw a lot in me that I didn't see in myself at the time. And so, you know, when I went there, I initially only wanted to do the discus and the shot foot. Cause like I said, I started with the discus. It was the thing that I was most passionate about. And, you know, I found that while I was there, I was actually getting better and seeing more results in the shop than I was seeing in the discus. And, um, you know, the first year when I went to Champs for Edwin Allen, I actually won the girls' discus. Um, wow. And yeah, the, the first year I went there, I won the, the class one discus. And the, um, I think I got second in the shop put. Um, and then um, the javelin, I think I got second in the javelin as well. So I did well in the three events across the board. Um, and then the following year, my teammate actually beat me um, in the in the discus. So I wasn't able to defend my title, but I ended up getting second behind her and then I won the other two events. So, you know, the two years that I was there, I was successful in all three of the throwing events that I did. Um, and, and so it kind of set the stage for me moving into college. Well, so far, it sounds like you have a very, very successful high school career, um, you, know, I, you know, at two schools, um, you know, transferring into a bigger program. So, I mean, you know, obviously, yeah, th this got to be a lot of inspir inspiration for, for the younger high school kids just to see that, uh, you know, that it was a journey. And you know, it, you know, it was it was a stepping stone um, for you to to get where you at today, you know. Um, so so Ian, uh, based on um, you know, we're going. I'm going to move on along to college and try to catch up Shane, you know, and then you know we we'll, <laughs> we'll get into a thing. Any any other thoughts on her high school? No, um, really. Um, as I as I listen to to her as she speak, um, she had a, a mother that was very discipline you know would basically make sure she's, she's walking <laughs> the right path as she go along because so, as you realize you know mommy was very concerned about each move each transition in the early days even when she said she the training was you know after school she was too interested in that and also we realized you now she transitioning into um edwin allen was also a problem for mommy and that's like how my mother would be so but i actually scroll on your facebook you know we're not friends as yet you know so people realize we don't know each other but i scroll to your facebook and i see where you said your mother is your biggest motivation 
could you just explain a little about that? Because people already get that mommy was very protective, but yet mm-hmm. still you say mommy is your biggest motivation. So I, I guess once you decided to do it, mommy was right there in terms of support. Could you just tell us a little more about mommy and the support that she gives to you and how that helped to propel you to your greatness? Yeah. Um. So even to this day, my mom still doesn't fully understand everything track and field wise. Sometimes I have to explain like everything to her. Um. But from the beginning, even going back to primary school days, like she was a young mother. She was, you know, she had me when she was sixteen. So I think, in in some sense, she was super protective because. Um, you know, she didn't essentially want me to follow in the footsteps that, you know, or follow in her footsteps in that sense. Um, she also played netball when she was younger, but it never went anywhere. Um, and then, you know, so I was her first child. I'm, I'm, a, I'm her daughter. So, you know, for her, it was more of, of like making sure that um, essentially I didn't fall prey to like a lot of the cruelty that um we saw like a lot of the young girls my age that you know fell into um so for for her it was more like protect protective instincts and so you know i remember one time even i had to sit her down with roderick miles at the time and he had to kind of like explain everything to her and assure her that you know whatever i was telling her it wasn't untrue or you know it to kind of make everything make sense for her from that from from that perspective and so you know eventually she kind of like you know she was like okay as long as i explain things to her i walk her through the process tell her how everything was going to go and make sure that she was aware of everything then you know she kind of you know was more on board so you know and and a lot of times it, it was it's fun because you know sometimes you you talk to people and you talk track and field all day but it was always good for me to like talk to her about stuff other than track and field and she would always tell me like you know next time you'll do better even when she like even when she doesn't understand at all you know she she just always you know keeps motivating me and 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 making sure that you know I'm okay Great. Wow. That, that's what mommy is for. You know, mommy is always protective at the same time trying to direct us in, in the right path. And, you know, we just can't just give it up to mommy. So we just want to give a big shout out tonight to mommy and the wonderful uh, kid that she has grown. You know, I know she'll be proud of you just seeing your, 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 your strides as you go along. So, you know, I'm also very proud of you because I should say this. I look at your profile. It's just watching you holding that that, that 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 shot put, I don't think anybody graced that shot put like you do. You know, it's like <laughs> you guys just like you have a chemistry with the shot put. You know, it's like you know, I don't know. You you kind of feel it, and just watch yeah. you when you spin and throw. You know, you bring a lot to the to the sport. You know, you you decorate the sport. Put it that way. I really proud of you. All right. So, um, you know, we're going to move up speed. As I said, um, high school is over. And then, you know, we're just going to transition over to one of the, um, not a, in a, another chapter in terms of um, leaving Jamaica to come to the United States to go to college. So now we're not, we're not like, you can't go home every week. <laughs> you know, you know. Exactly. <laughs> now, now you're going to be far away from home and, and uh, you know, and I know, as I said, as a parent, you know, that 
that always in the back of your mind that yeah um you know make sure you call us and let's let us know and you know at the time i don't know how much um technology was i don't think things was like easily like right now where you know you can we have you know, whatsapp and everything <laughs> yeah yeah you got different things so you went to kent state university tell us how you end up at that university i mean where are the choices on the table and why you choose kent state to pursue your degree as a student athlete um so yeah how i got in contact with kent state university is actually through a doctor um named um, dr woodham he works out of a um i think he has a private practice in kingston and he was actually the one and i i know that he's helped so many athletes um even when i was at um kent state he you know reached out to me made sure that i was okay um so i actually want to give a big shout out to him because he was the one who reached out to me and um told me that Kent State was interested in me because at the time the sprints coach he he knew the sprints coach sprints coach and so he told me to you know look up this university and I did and I and I said like it would be a good so he helped me with the whole process I never understood anything um in terms of he told me you got to go take the SATs he made sure that you know he directed me in the right direction to um making sure that I went on the website, registered my SAT scores and all of that stuff from um from a compliance um perspective and so for me, you know, he was the one who made the the most change or the most impact in that in in that um transition, I guess, because he made sure that I got all my paperwork over to Kent State. He made sure that, you know, whenever um they were sending anything cuz I was living in, in in the dorms at Edwin Island at the time. So it, it wasn't like I had say an address or anything like that. So he made sure that you know whenever they sent anything it was to his business address and he made sure I got it as soon as he got it, you know, and and all of that stuff with the whole process that a lot of people don't really a lot of high schoolers don't really understand the the process and the the you know the whole the whole thing that goes behind it and so i was very fortunate at the time to have him be that person to kind of guide me and help me in that situation to make sure everything kind of went smoothly to 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 making that transition wow well i'm sure that the lord put some people in our life <laughs> yeah the whole us and bring us from one stage to another and we yeah. all could relate to that um you know um you know i i could tell you mil- millions of story you know um but i just want to share that for me it was one of my high school teacher that migrated to the united states that actually helped me <laughs> like say okay i went to the post i went to the the school um in the office and i saw a letter i like what's the who, who write me you know I, and you know she send me a little money um you know just from the grace of her heart you know so you know i i know that god put people in your life to to help you you know and when we look back on all, on these things and you know that's why i personally try to um pass it on it any way can you know just just mm-hmm. to just to let you know just to help somebody back so you know just just want to um you know give um him kudos for that and just to, you know to discover that in you and to you know to to do that 
small token that. So obviously you went to Kent State. Um, I know it was transition from it being very cold. I know that, um, you know, but you also excel um, in, in academics and you excel as an athlete, um, you know. Just give us a real quick summary of, um, <laughs> you know, your experience at Kent State as an athlete and as a student. Yeah, um, so the first year, um, I, I did struggle a little bit athletically the first year because, you know, it it, it was my first year. And, and I mean, like for me, being away from home wasn't that new anymore because like I said, I lived away from home for two years when I was at Edwin Allen. So being in a dorm, living with other girls and, you know, being in that kind of environment wasn't new to me anymore. So that wasn't the issue. Although, you know, I did get homesick a little bit because it wasn't like I could just take a bus and go, you know, three hours away from home. It was like, you got to take a flight. So, you know, I did get homesick from time to time. And um, like you said, technology wasn't, you know, you know, as it was back then because there was no WhatsApp. I mean, you had Skype, but my mom didn't have like a smartphone where she could Skype me all the time and, and stuff like that. So it made communication back home very difficult. Whereas, you know, my mom was a full call away if I wanted to, you know, talk to her. So the first, you know, couple months was, was really difficult. Um, but then eventually, you know, I kind of like had to put my big girl pants on, I guess. And, um, it for me being in the cold wasn't um it wasn't too bad i actually found that i i really liked and preferred being in the cold um as <laughs> as, as opposed to the heat and so that for me wasn't an issue and you know my first indoor season was, was terrible because for one it was like going from a new type of coaching situation to you know to a, a a different coaching situation because when I when I actually went to um, Kent State I had just transitioned from a glider to a rotational thrower so I was only rotating for a year um, before I went to Kent State so then that was like okay like not only do I have to learn um, a new technique and I've only been doing it for a year now I have to switch over to a different coaching method and coaching style and just everything so the first year wasn't that great um, for me but I did make it to the NCAA um, I did had a couple PRs in the shot put and, and, and then again I started to see more and better results in the shot put than I did in the discus and so um, as, as time went on I kind of um, started to gravitate more towards the shot put than the other and as Mr. Dodd here <laughs> likes to say he was the one who pushed me towards the shot put um, but I like to tell people that the shot put chose me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, you know, whatever the situation was, um, you know, um, it, it all worked for the good, um, you know, mm -hmm. um, um, and uh, I, do be, I believe both of y'all are correct uh, <laughs> in the sense that. So, yes, you excel in the shot put. So before we, we get a little bit past, we, we want to back up a little bit, um, you know, and we, we want to talk about when... We, no, we're not going to say Thomas Dodd. We want to talk about. Um, <laughs> I want to talk about how did you meet Shane 
uh, um, how that started, um, you know, I'm very interested to hear that story about um, how did that started um, by did someone introduce you guys or did um, in the Saints did Saint um, send somebody to call you? Did, you know. Uh, <laughs> well, for me, for me, the first time I saw her was when she was at. She was at throne, but I, 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 I was barely at chat meets. I don't like to compete at a lot of chat meets and stuff. A lot of, like, when you're at, like, high school, a lot of people compete every weekend at chat meets. That's not me. So, like, I was mostly off the scene, on and off the scene. So, when I, I saw, like, when I was in my second year class when I saw her, but I never really knew her. I was like, wow, she's explosive. But that was me. I was like, gone. <laughs> <And stuff. laughs> she looks, she's just different. She got this power and explosion in her throws, but that was it. But when I got to know her more was when she was at Edwin Allen. Because I had a few friends from Edwin Allen. So like, I'm around that team more. I know people from that team and stuff like that. So that's when we became friends. You want to continue? Yes. <laughs> I actually saw Mark, him Mark, for the first Mark. time too. <laughs> when I was at From Technical, um, it was mm -hmm. I was in eleventh grade, so I was actually coming up on my final year, and we were at it might have been um, a junior trials um, at the time, and it was at GC Foster. So I went to the junior trials, and I was there, and I saw this big guy throwing the javelin and i was like man he's, oh, yeah, he's really <laughs> he's really big and like i was like i admired him and i was like he looks really good but after that i never saw him again like i never saw him at another track meet after that again and until i went to edwin allen so when i went to edwin allen i saw him again and i was like like he's good looking but I never said anything to him and he never approached me. And then we kind of, you know, crossed paths at like a, at the time he started going to GC Foster. And I was at my, it, my first year at, at Edwin Allen, but we never really, you know, said anything along the lines of we like each other or anything like that until my second year. Um, so then my second year at Edwin, um, we kind of started to talk a little bit you know, as friends, and then, you know, we kind of realized that we both like each other, and so it kind of took off from there, but then I left, <laughs> I left. Yeah, and like, leading up to that, like, when I was at GC Foster College, like, it was a big transition for me as well. I was kind of like, struggling per se. Like, like, I couldn't like, get everything connected, like, for example, school the track and field while attending college it was really tough because gc foster like you do physical stuff you learn almost every sport so for me like focus wise everything was like i never had someone to like that close to talk to so that's where the connection comes in like we found out we got a lot of things similar like about the both of us so that 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 built the connection and then she left me and went to kent state yeah I left. I left Jamaica, and I didn't tell him. Oh. Yes. Yes. Because we we were like the summer before I left. We <laughs> talked on the phone day and night, almost every single day. And then the day before I left, like the day when I was leaving, I actually picked a fight with him on the phone 
So he yeah. never called me back. And, and then the next day I was on a flight and I just left. Yeah. I didn't tell him that I was leaving. I just, I just packed up and basically left. Yep. She left so, me so and I, I hunt her down. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know that, um, you know, we know that, you know, the you guys have um, continued and for some reason um, have, you know, um, track each other down. Um, you know, you, you, you know. It, it, you track me down through Facebook. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, yeah, you got, you be like, what happened? I haven't heard from you. I mean, you know, you be like, oh, I'm I'm in Kent State right now. Yeah, but you know, when like, is young and in transition, they're not really serious about yeah. anything. Yeah. So that's, I, I understood that, but for me, I was serious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a couple months, a couple months had went by before he, he finally was like, hey, um, what happened? I noticed you just, you know, left me hanging. So, but then we started to talk again. Like it, it was in my first year too. It wasn't even like, oh, a whole year had went by. No, it was a couple months and yeah. we kind of started talking again. Go ahead, Shane. Go ahead, Shane. No, I'm saying from there, everything just builds. We try to make it work because the long distance relationship is not really easy. Yeah. Especially for a jealous person like her. She's really jealous. She's not really. <laughs> she's very jealous. And for me, I'm a very jealous person as well. But I mean, a lot of people ask me how I do it. I mean, I just told myself what I want. Like, we had the conversation. We both knew what we want. We were both mature about it. I mean, there were temptations. Things could have went haywire, but we kind of like sticked together. Yeah. And I thank God for that. But it worked out. Yeah. And a lot of times people try to blame things not working out on like distance and stuff mm -hmm. like that. But I think like we spoke about it and we we're like, if we really want this to work, we can make it work. And so by then, you know, WhatsApp started to come out. Um, and uh, Facebook started to do like um, different things with their platforms in terms of communication, like um, Skype and all of those things. So we were like, yeah, we can make it work. So, and we did. Until I could be able to afford plane tickets. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Ian, I got to bring you in because I see that you really, um, you're really, you're really pushing your neck out right now. <laughs> all right, Shane, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to target you now. So, so the thing what you yeah. don't know, I, I am all about the, 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 the love relationship. And yeah, the, reason, yeah. the reason why I, I, I am all about it, you know, my relationship, it really started in high school. So okay. my wife and I, we've been together over 25 years so far. And okay. it started in high school. And just like you, you know, she transitioned into America, but unlike what um, Daniel had done to you, she had actually, <laughs> she, she actually let me know, you know, she was going out um, to, to the States, which probably she had saved you a little heartache, man, a little pain, because when yeah, my yeah. wife she was going out, you know, it, it was hard to know that, you know, we, we have developed this relationship and all of a sudden she's going up and you know, you know how it goes. Sometimes you think somebody go to a, to a, to a new country, you may just get left behind here, and you know, yeah. not what, what will happen. But so my wife, she came over here to the USA, and for me, it would have been more difficult even with communication. So my next question was really gonna be to you guys about distance relationship, because I know you know, being away from somebody that you love, it's never gonna be easy, and yes. you know, and and I I I, I realize that you guys, you know. 
as you see, both of you seem very focused in, in, in terms of, you know, we may not be able to dig into the relationship, but from what I get, chemistry and, and God was in the, in, in, in the midst of it working because pull both of you to discuss, then have uh, Daniel transferring from way in Westmoreland, coming up Edwin Allen, closer to you where your friends yeah. were. You know, so, so actually God was even pulling you guys together without you even knowing it. You know, just getting a glance at each other when she was at room. But then you realize at GC faster and she being at Edwin Allen, there's a connection that he made. That was probably a connection that was divine connection. You know, yeah. so the, the thing I want to say to you now, Shane, you, you know, it, it, you're a big man, as you said, you were, you're big. You know, I, I like the way she said it. But you step up to the plate because you went chasing after her. You know, yeah. that, that, that is the, 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 the sweet part of it. Because I know in that chase, you know, that, you know, being left hanging for a few months. And all of a sudden, when you, you make that connection back with her, what, what was the feeling? What was going through, you know, both of you, um, heart and mind know that, you know, yep, I finally find the love of my life. This, what uh, happened? For me, it was a little bit frustrating and a, and, a little, and a lot of anger building into it because I've never been, like, left hanging before. I'm not that type. <laughs> but it was very awkward. I'm like... <laughs> That's the thing. I never experienced stuff like that before. I was like, did she really just leave? I never said anything. It was just very awkward. But like when we started talking and stuff like that, she explained herself. As I said, we have a lot of things in common. So it, it felt pretty good at, at that point that I could actually get somebody like her to talk to again, per se. Yeah, because like she was really the type of person I could vent to. Like I had a, a lot of issues back then. So vent when I could be able to vent and stuff like that, she could be able to vent and talk about stuff. Even when she's not motivated or when I'm not motivated, we talk about it and encourage each other. And that's it the thing about this track and field journey. You need people in your corner that's gonna like be there, not just to like be there, just like to give you that comfort, just to motivate you when you feel like hey, everything is going to be going down. Yeah. And so, and at that time, how was life with you at GC Pastor and your sports? Did you continue on? Did you represent Jamaica? You know, I didn't want to left you hanging no. here. You know, <laughs> what, what happened from there? And I did you okay, just so at GC Pastor, um, uh, Odin Riches beat me my entire track and field career. I hope he sees this. At GC first <laughs> in the discus, like my discus is my favorite, but I've I've always finished second band Odin Richards. He's really a good discus thrower, but the shop would chose him as well. Yeah, so I think he's one of the best in the discus if he would have focused on it as well. But yeah, I did pretty good, but I had to weigh my option. As I said, I fell in love with fitness, like the whole science behind everything, the build up, how things work. I kind of like get more fascinated with it. So like. I still have the talent for discus, but it's like I learned so much and fell in love with fitness. So I learned how to apply that. So I'm like, hmm. Like when I spoke to Daniil, she was like, we were talking. I'm like, you're not far off the Olympic qualifiers and stuff like that. So I was like, I'm going to give this a break. I'm going to focus on you. That's like, I told myself that like when I was done with college, I started working at Spartan Health Club as a fitness trainer. And um, I told her like, hey, track and field, it's very tough, but if you want me to push you, I'll, I'll literally 
push you to do whatever you can do because I have I'm like this young man with many traits now. I can massage. I'm a fitness trainer. I know rehab. I know how the culture throws. It's like the thing about this, there's no ego behind of it. So if I'm a good massage therapist, but if somebody else is better than me, I'll let them do the job just to like make her get the full benefit. So that's just me. So so basically you play an integral part now in terms of her, her fitness. I'm giving her great man, good, good. Everything. Uh, I, I, I'm really proud of that, so I'm gonna really let Ian take back over and I switch out. But you know, the love relationship, I kept, I'll catch you another day, you know, on that one. <laughs> uh, well, guys, as I said, um, you know, so back to the journey. So obviously, um, you know, we, she's going to GC Foster. You went to college. You pursue a fitness. Um, you get a degree, pursue a fitness, and start working. Um, and then you guys pretty much, um, um, so exactly when as i said what point did the relationship like um change from serious to serious serious <laughs> <laughs> uh, i think it was um yeah because he actually took the whole thing more serious than i did um when we initially started talking because i was like okay well I'm in college, like I'm, I'm focusing on school. I'm trying to focus on this track thing. Like you're all the way in Jamaica. Um, we're gonna try to make this work, but at the end of the day, I'm like, I don't know. Like, is is it really gonna work? Is, are we gonna, you know? I don't know what you're doing in Jamaica. Like, you know the stories, <laughs> girlfriend. So, long story short, I took a plane flight. <laughs> okay. <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> all, right. all right. So look, same yeah. pursuit what this you wanted. Summer, the summer of my freshman year. That's when it it got yeah. from serious to serious, serious. Yeah, I took a flight. I'm like, I'm serious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Sean, Shane, as I said, you've been making good decisions because um, obviously, um, you know, when you when you see something that you want and what what you see, you gotta, you know, you gotta go for it, you know. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I'm gonna, you know, <laughs> I'm gonna say one thing regarding this long distance relationship because. I don't think there's, I don't really um, see it the way you guys see it because I heard a great speaker one time that somebody could be right next to you and they're not with you and somebody could be 3,000 miles away and they're with you but they're not next to you. <laughs> if you yeah. guys understand what I'm saying, <laughs> you know. So connection is not about being next to the person, you know, it's being connected to the person that they could be far away and you still could feel a presence yeah. um, in that sense so just want to share that so we're going to go into a little bit more about um you know um the, the, your professional career um you know we know shane went to um do a you know work at the, the fitness gym and um you know I, I, yeah and and um i i'm i'm pretty sure that um what what was um that like and how long did you do that and um did you do anything else um during that time um while while you we was in jamaica um you know um concentrating on your career too oh you mean at spartan yeah okay, did you, how so, long yeah. did you train stay there I, I, <laughs> I was there for like four years so what happened was 
I went there as a gym instructor at first, just to like fulfill some curriculum from GC Foster College and stuff like that. And then like, I ended up like liking what I saw. And like, I learned a lot of difference because there's a difference between bodybuilding and track and field and stuff like that. So I learned a lot from like the trainers there and like people like, that's when I get introduced to the bodybuilding world. Like you can be in track and field, you know a lot of stuff. But when you go into like a raw gym that knows have a lot about the body, like I'm at GC Foster and I'm at Spartan Health Club in the evenings. So like, I'm like, wow, I'm like learning a lot and I'm seeing a lot of elites and stuff like that. So Spartan Health Club was a real good transition for me. Like the boss there, Mickey Alton James. It's like a second father to me. He's very motivating. He looks out for me like wherever and however he can and stuff like that but it was really it was really a good experience so from there I transitioned to like I wanted like to broaden my what do you say my resume like in fitness I wanted to learn more I wanted to do like group fitness otherwise from personal training and stuff like that so that's when I applied to Sandals and I I got um, a job they liked me so much they sent me to Antigua to Sandals Grand Antigua, I was, I was there yeah. for like, like it's 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 really nice. It's a this like I think it's one of the best company I ever worked for. I got a good experience there as well, meeting people from different cultures from all over the world and stuff like that. And at the same time, enjoying the island and stuff. So it was like a, a you say a luxury a luxury job. <laughs> so it was really good until after like devote myself I tell myself that hey after like three years that's when I'm going to start focusing more on Daniil I was like always involved it's a team I'm always involved with Daniil especially in the summer like when NCAs is over we're hitting the gym we're going to do we enjoy as much as we can do a little vacation whatever but we hit the gym right afterwards we work on all the weak areas and then go back to our coaches program and stuff like that but we I analyze everything when it comes to the lifts I'm not that perfect with the throws in terms of like a person that will be in the event for years coaching for years so I'm not going to be able to identify a lot of stuff but when it comes to the fitness aspect aspect of it rehab anything or not along that line but it was a good transition from GC Foster to Spartan Health Club to Sandals, and now I'm working with her full time. All right, well, that's that's an awesome journey, Shane. Um, you know, I, I I really believe that got to be, you know, uh, interested to knowing that um, you um, was working in Jamaica, and then you got sent sent to another island uh, mm-hmm. to work at one of the top hotel chain in, in the world mm-hmm. uh, in the Caribbean when it comes down to um, you know resortness. So so typically. Um, what was uh, uh just give us a really snapshot of what was your role at Sanders while he was working there? Uh, I I know he got to be in the fitness um, yeah aspect. So what happens is that I was a fitness coordinator, so I'm involved. I'm in charge of everything that relates to fitness, this, okay. the time schedule and stuff like that. So we have a we have a what you call arena regional manager, but you will be in charge of your property in terms of fitness so in terms of group fitness like aerobics pilates um you got um tabata training 
boot camps, everything. There'll be wow. like five sessions for the day, and I'll wow. be leading all five of them. So, for for me, it was it was it was really good. It was really good. All right. And people well, love I it. Know, yeah, I know it's always good to um, to do something that um, you know is healthy and you enjoy mm-hmm. at the same time. You know, just just yeah. being, being being into fitness. So uh, that awesome got to be a career. And I know that I'm looking for big things from you. I know they got to be another chapter. Um, you know, yeah. I know <laughs> I, obviously. Um, you know. Once you know Daniel stock up her medals and to retire, um, you know we're gonna talk about a little bit about your long term plan in terms of mm-hmm. where do you see yourself, you know what what you expect to do um, long term in terms of uh, you know your career. Um, I know for right now you're gonna focus on your wife, um, you know you know um, because she uh, obviously um, you know. Try, this is a one-time life opportunity. We can't get the time back, yeah. you know. But yeah. you guys gonna have a long life to to do plenty of things, um, you know, in in the next ten years, you know. So yeah. we we applaud you for that, and um, you know, I'm gonna switch over to Daniel just a little bit. Um, so we're gonna talk about your first Olympics, uh, which was shortly after you graduate. Um, you know, so how was how was well how what was your first senior team that you made to Jamaica? Um, the Commonwealth Games in 2014 in Glasgow. Okay, okay. So 2014. Yeah. So obviously you did 2014. Um, you got some experience at the Commonwealth, and um, 2015 um, was another World Championship, um, and yeah. then 2016 and was Olympics. Okay. So just just tell us about. Just summarize the first three years or so <laughs> into the track and field. What was it like to transition to being a professional athlete coming out of college? Um, you know, what was some of the challenge that you faced when you're just, you know, trying to trying to ch- chase your dreams? Yeah. So um, the first three years competing for Jamaica, um, I honestly, you know, those three years I think for me were kind of more of like um you know testing the waters and 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 um, making sure that it's it's not too cold it's not too hot you you kind of want to see you know where where you go and um I I really enjoyed those first three years because then you know you I was in college and then like you know in the summertime I would get to travel to different countries and and for me though those are the best moments is when you get to you know, be on the same team with with people that you know essentially share the same passion as you, and 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 being in different cultures. That was you know one of the most fascinating things for me, and I enjoyed being in different cultures because that I get to learn you know so much more. And otherwise, I would never be able to travel to those countries. You know, like I would never be able to afford to travel to those countries on my own. So for me, I, I honestly that was a huge blessing. Um, and so my first Commonwealth Games, um, I honestly was just happy to be there. Um, I did make the finals in the discus. I did, I threw, I threw the discus at the Commonwealth Games. Um, I did want to throw the shot put, but um, I was never given the option. Um, I was just kind of, oh, you're, she's better at this, is it? let's just put her in the, in the discus. So I never got the chance to throw the shot put, even though I could have probably yeah. you know made the finals and be in the top three based on what i was throwing at the time 
Um, and so move on from there. Um, made a Pan Am team in 2015. I I threw um, a PR at the Pan Am Games um, through the World Championship qualifying, and then moved on to Beijing in 2015. So that year was a huge accomplishment because I really, excuse me, I really wanted to make the World Championship team. So um, I, I was super happy that I did. Um, I was not too happy with my performance. Me because you know, I obviously I could have done better, but I think because of the season that I had that year, um, just just being such a long year and coming from NCAAs to competing, you know, at the end of the summer, so um, I just took those two competitions as just you know, put it in the books as experience, and then um, come 2016 when um, I made my first Olympic team, the good thing was I, I qualified the year before because I threw the qualifying distance at the Pan Am game. So it qualified me for the Olympics for the for the um, 2016. So that year I was super excited to compete at the Olympics. I was looking forward to it. You know, I was doing all the everything right. Um, however, it was my final year in college doing my undergraduate degree. Um, so I was under a lot of stress from school I was under a lot of stress mentally and physically and so you know it it, it kind of went over the stress went over into my practice and one day at practice I actually did hurt my wrist I actually hurt my wrist my hand twice that year I got a um, I bust my my thumb open on the inside um like a couple weeks before that and then the following week i was doing the same thing the same exercise in the gym and actually hurt my wrist really badly that i couldn't throw for months and so and i couldn't do certain exercises um you know but the athletic team there we did x-rays everything everything was fine with the wrist it was just a lot of um um, like small ligament stuff damage that was in the in the hand and we know how important that is because you can hurt your hand sometimes you can't even hold the pen you know so to try to throw a four four kilogram shot put on a wrist that is you know so damaged it was it was really hard and and so by the time you know I started to heal somewhat um, you know, it was summer. It was time to compete at the Jamaica Trials. It was time to compete, you know, get ready for the Olympics. And so it was just not enough time for me to prepare and get myself, you know, physically healthy, you know, to where I could have um, done a, a better performance. I did, you know, I would have some successes in practice after I was able to start to throw again. But, you know, the time frame is just not, everything wasn't quite connected in time you know, for the Olympics. So that was, you know, it was it was a hard um, Olympics for me because it was my first one. And I knew that, you know, I had so much more, you know, that I could have offered, but it just, it just never happened. But, you know, I was like, you know what? I strong, I'm a strong believer in everything happens for a reason. And it's just, it just wasn't quite, it wasn't my time. And I, I, truly, I truly had to, you know, kind of get my my mental um, thinking around the idea that it just it just wasn't the right time. And then you know, I reached the success in 2017, which was by then I, I I was doing my master's degree, and so you know I had one more year left in college because I had redshirted the the previous year. 
And so it, it paid off. It paid off in 2017 where, um, you know, I started to see the result of, you know, the years or the, the, the year before where I was putting in all the work, but it just never quite timed up, you know, to, 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 to bear any fruit in, 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 in the Olympics. So 2017 is when I won the NCAA championship, moved on and I got fourth um, in, in London at the outdoor world championship. So, and then it rolled over into 2018 at the indoor championship. So it was just like those years of the hardship, the struggles, everything that was just not going right. You know, it kind of just was kind of overflowing at that point into the, the next couple of years. Awesome. Awesome. Well, and we're, we're up to about the 2018 season right now. Um, we want, I want you to touch back and backtrack a little bit about how both of them become one because we, we, we seems to skip that for a little bit. Um, so the marriage part of it, um, you know, there, uh, um, so Ian, um, I know you've been married for 20 something years and, um, you know, and, um, you know, I, I crown your legend, um, in, in that area. So, um, what would you, um, you know, question you have for 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 them in terms of uh the, the beginning of their marriage you know um any any thoughts okay so um that, that would have basically with everything that is happening as i listen to um daniel as she speak you know a lot of things was still going on and as um shane would have said you know he still had a little thing going on but i guess he started finding his own you know working in his passion even though Daniel was still you know, balancing school and training and everything. So basically, this would have been a big decision to make, you know, in terms of really tying the knot. Because we know that marriage is not just a simple decision that you just go to bed and get up the next morning and say, hey, we're going to get married. This is something that you really got to think about. You, you got to basically, like, you're, you're, you're looking at your life 10 years ahead. You're looking where you're coming from, you know, where we want to go and, and how best does this fit in at this particular moment. So with making the decision, could you guys just tell me when you guys actually decide that it would be best if we just make it be official? Because you've been in a relationship, so now making it official, it, you know, it, 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 it's a seal on it, you know, for better or for worse. So at this point, you know, when did this come and who made the first call you know my wife was the one who made the first call when she said yes i was like two hands up ready so so, so you know could you guys just give us a little bit in terms of how so, we so yeah um she came home from college um in 2014 and like we were there like normally we try to like we call it bus some steam. Like we just go out. We know we love nature. We love to travel anywhere. There's a spot in Jamaica. We'll find it. So what we do, we go out, we relax, and like we try. We try to do like I was trying to more. I was trying to like win her over per se because I knew what I want, but I have to convince her. Like I have to let her know that I'm serious because <laughs> I gotta put it to work. So for her, it's like proving that I'm not like the rest per se so that was my task but proving that I wasn't like the rest was basically just me being myself 
and then then till I realized like I was like I was going to the store and I saw this ring. I'm like, whoa. This would be and like it like it hit me. She never knew this. I was like I don't really see anybody else that I want. And I'm like I'm not really searching for anybody. And like it's a big decision. And like not a lot of people in my family get married like that and stuff like that. So like I, I first it was some self talk, self reflection if I really want to do it and stuff like that. So I was like like when I'm around my friends, I like I ask certain questions just to hear their response. What they think? What do they think about marriage? When I was at work at Spartan, I asked questions. It was mixed. A lot of joke behind of it, saying that when you get married, you're gonna get fat. You're gonna do this. You're gonna do <laughs> and stuff like that. It's gonna be a lot of stress. You're gonna get gray hair, which is not a lie. But <laughs> but like I saw this ring, I'm like. I don't know. I just saved towards it and I just bought it. Yeah, like, did you, I, I'm gonna stop. Did you know you were buying the smallest handcuff at that time, though? <laughs> <laughs> I see. That <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've never heard that one before. That's never a good heard one. That before. <laughs> <laughs> I bought it. And I bought it. And I, I really, because. <laughs> relationships before that weren't really a success so for me it was making a big decision I as I said I was really mature as in for me being young you, a lot of guys would want to like enjoy themselves being with a ton load of women and stuff like that for me well it was more like wanting to like settle down like I, I was looking for more like I was young but I was so demanding I just wanted more out of somebody I never wanted to like play anybody or get all caught up in drama and stuff like that. If you know me, I'm never about the drama. I'm not about the drama. So I just told myself like, hey, I know I want her, but I hope, hopefully she... It's, it's always a nerve-wracking situation because you don't want to get turned out and stuff. So one day I was there and I'm like, I popped the question. Like, at first I asked her if she loved me. And she said, she's like, why am I asking? Like, I just asked, I'm like, do you love me? Like, I know I came to Kent or whatever, like, I tried to, like, show you that I was serious. I flew there and stuff like that when she left me in Jamaica and stuff like that. So I I popped the question and say, hey, it wasn't even, I'm a shy guy. It wasn't even in public. This was at the house. <laughs> I'm shy. Like, you can't get me go on my knees in public. So I was at the house and I'm like, she was suspecting something. She's a, she's a, Wait, what would you call it? Uh, surprise spoiler. <laughs> so, when I was there, I like I saw my dresser stuff. She's searching. It's like she had a clue because I've been. I, it's like I kept asking certain questions. Mm-hmm. So for me, I had to hide the ring. <laughs> so when, so what I did, I sent. I, I asked her for a cup of water. She went for it. When she came back, I was on my knees. So when she married me, she looked at me and paused. I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> and she said, yes. I was like, yes. It was a very mature move. Because at that time, I really knew what I want. I really knew what I want. I'm like, I want somebody to build with. You know, a lot of people, like, they don't want to get married young. I don't believe in that. If you want to get married young, you can you just have when you meet that person that you guys got similar goals 
you want the same thing, you motivate each other. If you think that's the one, that's the one. That's just how it. I mean, you're gonna be hurt along the way, huh? but that's just that's just how it works. Yeah. Yeah. That's being a man, man. That's that, you know that that that, yeah, that it was that, tough. That, one of the toughest decisions in my life. Yeah, yeah that, that, that's where the, the the boys is is being separated from 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 the men right there. You know, it, it's a big decision, yeah. but you know, it's a decision that I I say to myself, it was worth every every, every everything that, that 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 we've been through, everything that we're still going through, and wherever mm-hmm. we're gonna go, you know, that decision was worth it all. After, you know, yeah. Just, that decision that yes we're ready to go so uh, proud mm-hmm. of you. which year was this 2015 no you're proposing proposing 2014 we got married in 2015 so guys almost five years into marriage congratulations man you know actually people. five, yeah, five years. <laughs> july wow. gone july 4th gone we never even realized it was on um, american um, independence yeah we're <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. from jamaica we never even realized yeah, significant day, right? Big, big day. Yeah, oh, ours, our marriage is also in July, July, July 14th. So we have 10 days up. Yeah. yeah. I never even realized. Yeah, but it was, it was so. It was, um, so <laughs> Daniel. <laughs> yes. You know that, you know, this, this, this man is down on his knees. What was it something that you were really waiting for? I, I know with ladies, you know, sometimes they, they, they just want us to, to, to come forth. They, they will sweat us as much as possible. <laughs> but, you know, the moment you pop that, 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 that question is like everything just bursts out, you know, whatever they were holding in, just come to the forefront. Were you in tears and so forth? Um, yes, I was, but. Um, you know, for me, it was it was kind of a different experience because, you know, when I was growing up, I never had any role models of, you know, okay, well, you know, you usually when you're with someone for a long time, you get married or whatever the situation is. I, I never had that, you know, because I knew my grandparents were together for years, like 40 odd years, and they just, they just never got married, but I knew they were lifetime partners. So, um, for me that was it was kind of new um and 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 you know usually and because for me i was so focused i i knew what i wanted and you know these were the things that i needed to do so honestly to me for me marriage wasn't in that equation to be honest um because like i said the things that i needed to accomplish and the things that i needed to get done um marriage was not a part of that equation so um but i do know i i did know that you know maybe down the line that's something that we were going to eventually do um just not at that time so when he popped the question i honestly um i was i was very surprised but because i knew that you know i loved him and i knew that you know we were going to eventually you know get married but the timing it was just it took me by surprise and, and honestly i don't regret to this day you know saying yes because you know he's always been um a strong support system for me from the day i went to college i was you know there are a lot of doubts and a lot of things that i i doubted about myself and about what i was doing and you know he was just always there to reassure me that listen 
if you do the things that you set out that you are going to do or the things that you have planned to do then everything's just going to work out fine you just you just have to believe that it will and 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 from that moment on and and before prior to you know making certain decisions in my life i i was never wrong and so i was like i cannot be wrong about this so you know all right congratulations guys all right yeah. thanks well uh, i i am definitely sure that i'm getting married um that possible maybe now help you to focus on your 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 craft in college because you'll be like look you know i'm you know i i'm i'm i got my partner i mean and now i'm working yeah. on my career and uh, <laughs> so you know because yeah. sometimes you go to college people are not stable and they're all over the place and sometimes yeah. that's a distraction you know because yeah. you end up um you end up you know going doing things that that single people does that you know that that you know, my person wouldn't do <laughs> you yeah. know So I um I I I totally applaud Shane um that you know you know look, I, I know for the years to come when you guys look back the longer it is and you look back at you know um the decision that to make is going to be even you know more enjoyable because you'll be like yep yeah, I mean you know um you know I, I I one thing I know about women they want a man that know what they want <laughs> you know yeah <laughs> you know, uh, that's true. <laughs> That yeah, they want a man. Yeah, they want a man know what they want and have a plan, you know, for for what they're going to do. You know, so that that that's a good move and I'm I'm as I said I know Daniel going to respect you for all of her life to say look, you know, even though it wasn't something that you grew up to see, you know, but you you start to change that now in your family. I I know that other um your you know that in your family might um look up to say you did it and um you know you're successful a little bit so yeah. we just want to let's say we want well, our prayers and we want our blessings and you know um we want you to continue to um you know just and i mean i really truly believe marriage is a beautiful thing um it's nothing better than live with somebody that you could grow with and share the time with you know and you know all the moments you know your highest moments you could share with so you know um it's nothing better than that um you know you know so as i said i applaud you um and you know congratulations with your five years um you know and we're wishing you um you know another hundred years uh, with that you know so uh with that said and done uh we're going to move along real quick just you know just want to uh obviously i just want to touch base on your accomplishment um you know um uh as a jamaican um you know we, you 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 you're in an era right now where you know you the dynamics of um track and field is changing we could look back at the different olympics from 2008 olympics um 2012 and 2016 you know all the medals were won uh, on the track you know so just the fact that um you know over the last two years or so um we're seeing more medals on on the field well we're seeing medals on the field too that shown that you know Jamaica is always um you know um you know making progress and making you know steps to you know for overall in track and field so i just we're just going to move a little bit to your highest accomplishment um so far to date in track and field which um was accomplished last year um in Doha where you won a silver medal 
just want to touch on that um, for a little bit. And I want to show um, a video real quick of, um, you know, of a highlight of your performance in, in Doha. And then I ask you uh, two questions about it. always got a smile uh can you you know that was during the qualification period in doha um you know where um you know that that performance was can you just tell us a little bit about um you know uh what was the feeling was going through and we saw some emotions that you showed can you tell us a little bit about that Um, yeah, it, honestly, at the end, it was just more like frustration because that week I leading up, I, I was having really good practices. You know, I was, you know, once you get the qualifying standard, the goal is to try to practice as consistently as possible to hit that qualifying standard, either on the first throw or the second throw. So throughout practice leading up, I was, you know, making sure, okay, once I start doing my, my practice throws that the first couple of throws, I want to hit that automatic qualifying standard. So um, when I went out there for the competition, you know, during my warmups, I was hitting the, the, the auto qualifier. So then when the competition started, I was like, okay, first throw, I should hit it. I didn't. And then I was like, okay, well, I could get it together. I have two more throws. But ideally, you just, you kind of want to hit it on the first throw. So then you're not out there, um, you know, for the whole time and, and, and kind of get rested for the next, for the finals, for the next day. So on the second throw when I didn't hit it, I was like, what the heck is going on? Like I've been hitting it all week at practice. I'm just like, come on. But then on the final throw or, or the third throw, I, I finally put one together, just relaxed. And I was like, you know, it shouldn't be that hard. And when I finally hit it, I was just, it was just more like frustration with myself that I, I didn't hit it on the first two throws. So um, it was frustration. And, and at the same time, I was like, you know, happy. So, yeah. All right. All right, guys. So you know, that was the qualification um, um, period. Um, you know, I'm just going to move along ahead and just to let you know that she did went on, she did went on to win a silver medal um, for Jamaica um in, in in the event um you know she definitely has a, a one of the better better series of throws um in 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 at doha and um i got one more video of one of the throws that we believe that um um you know was over 20 meters and possibly could have won the event so we just want to take a look at it again this one I do believe that was it. If I'm wrong, correct me. But 
Um, Wasn't it? <laughs> no. Uh, no. She was pissed off. She that would that would that could have been a big throw too, but yeah. that wasn't it. Okay. And I think that was the nineteen five. Okay. Yeah. Well, I apologize for that, but can you just tell us about um, knowing the fact that you um, could have won the event if that throw was was a legal throw? Um, tell us how do you see yourself now in terms of your uh, how that inspire you to even throw further knowing that uh, you were just an inch off you know from 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 the throw being legal from from our opinion it's it's really hard to say and and you know maybe Shane could say something about that too but how did you what what what's your thoughts on on that throw um you know how that inspire you now to, to for the next season Um, it's just, it's a lot of disappointment, um, to start because, you know, when everything initially happened and usually like throughout the whole competition, um, there were replays, but then for some reason, they never showed a replay for that throw. Even to this day, there's still no replays for that throw. There's not a slow motion of say, this is. Um, this is how sh how I filed the throw and, and where I filed the throw. But, you know, they said it was a foul. Um, it was protested. And then when the uh, when the official for the Jamaica team went back and um, to see the, the video of the throw that they said was a foul, they had the video. But I'm just like, okay, well, why didn't they show it on the replay so the rest of the world could see and stop asking me questions about, um, about the throw that was a foul? Because... You know, even to this day, people still ask me, like, where's the video? Like, where's the video proof? Like, IWF needs to put out the video proof of the of the foul throw because, like I said, they had the video to show um, the, the Jamaica official that went to protest the throw. They had the video to show him, but yet it wasn't shown on the replay or it's on none of their, their videos that they put out with, like, recaps of the competition there's still no uh replay throw or a video of that actual throw so um it, it's been a, a, a bit frustrating but at the same time i have to look at the positive side because you know what if i had thrown the 20 meters maybe i wouldn't still be motivated to want to get to 20 meters or or further so you know for me i'm just kind of trying to take the positive out of it and i'm um, looking at it as you know it's just it's just more fuel for me to to kind of want to get it right and get it on the board next time so you know just looking at the at the positive side of it is you know like i said everything happens for a reason and it, it just wasn't the time for it so that's just how i have to take it awesome 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 well um you know we you know um support you and um you know we'll you know we know that um there's bigger things in store for you and um, so obviously we're just gonna move on and look towards um, which we was looking towards 2020 and we just we're gonna talk a little bit about 2020 just uh, you know just some of the fans and stuff just to know how you've been doing because you know we just want to know how you've been doing in terms of um, not able to compete and the quarantine and all this that's going on um, so you know just for um, you know just tell us a little bit about you know how I well I know that we started out with a world indoor cancellation 
um, in February. And obviously, um, that was a relief at some point because you'd be like, okay, let's just focus on the Olympics. So mm -hmm. just uh, how was that when later on down the year that you heard that the Olympics was going to be canceled, something that you've been dreaming about since Doha, that, look, I can't wait to get back out there next year to get back another chance. And then, you know, this whole this thing that's coming um, and, and it's postponed. Um, how, did you, how, how did you deal with that? Um, honestly, for me, it was a mixture of disappointment and a mixture of relief because um, where I said it, it's, it's, um, it was disappointing because like I said, it would have been my second Olympics. It would have been somewhat of a redemption for me because I was in better shape mentally and physically. And, you know, it was just something that I was really looking forward to because I think I felt like I could have made a bigger impact for myself this time around. And I think just knowing how I performed the year before it, you know, whatever I did when I went out there, if it was better than what I did in 2016, I would have been happy with it. It was just, you know, it was just, I was really looking forward to it because I, I've been in Japan before because we were there in 2015 for um, for training camp for um, Beijing. So it w I was really excited to go back there because my experience there was so good. So I was looking forward to going back to to um to japan but where it was a relief it was like you know we've never or at least i've never had a season since i've been professional i've never had a season that was so long into all the way into october so and everything just kind of felt rushed at that point because usually in october i'm getting ready for the indoor season when i was in college you know and so when you know it october come and i didn't take that you know, time off that I usually take time off to let my body recover, you know, it was like, okay, you've got to get ready for indoors. So it was like, everything kind of felt rushed because the season before was so long. And so um, I don't think physically my body was in, um, was in any kind of shape because I hadn't taken any break because we were competing from, you know, for such a long period of time. So I felt like I, I needed some kind of rest to recover from such a long season and we never had that so when indoors got canceled i was like okay well now i can actually you know get some rest to get ready for um for the olympics so that way i'm not going into the championship either exhausted or you know physically at my peak so you know when you know when it was canceled or postponed i was like yes this is the, the good news that we needed to hear so that we could, you know, work on some of the things that we essentially needed to work on in practice in the, in, you know, with my technique and in the gym, because, you know, like I said, every year is just, um, every year for me is, is, is a clean slate. So I work on things that, you know, maybe I did work on last year, but from a different perspective to see how I can better maximize or, or improve on certain areas in my throw. So, but then I was like, okay, well, I was preparing for the Olympics, but now it, that's been postponed as well. So it was just like, okay, we, we just have to take the, the positive out of it, you know, because like I said, I feel like everything happens for a reason and, and that's just how I have to look at it. Well, we know that the whole world is, in, is um, affected, um, you know, in, 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 in the state level and I'm in, in national level. So, um, you know, the, 
whole thing is bigger than the whole you know track and field now now is you know i know life's so more important um you know because if there's no life then can't do yeah. anything else you know yeah so we know that life is more important than, than anything else so we, we definitely understand the disappointment and um you know we're just you know happy that you um you know actually um was able to get a break um you know in terms of um how close the season was and you know obviously for the next couple of years that's coming up it's you know supposed to be like three or four championships so um i believe like long term in terms of um, preserving your body and get yeah. the best out of it um you know and and you know with shane shane um beside you to get you um you know um uh, you know do all that work on the weak areas and you know get those things um that that needed so you know so obviously um so we're, we're glad for um your disappointment just hear your story um gonna switch over to Ian and then I'm gonna have one or two questions and then we'll close it out okay okay guys so I'm gonna make this quick you know so I know <clears throat> that would have to be a, a, a bitter um, feeling especially Shane putting in the work you know with you everybody looks forward to Olympic Olympic year and I and I, I listen um, Shane as he speaks he's basically a no-nonsense person so he would have made sure that you were ready for this year you know <laughs> he taking the time off he's meaning he's devoting everything to this you know so mm -hmm. that would must have been a, 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 a bitter situation to know that the olympic got um cancelled really affect all of us even us as viewers were looking forward to this olympic you know coming forth and with that said, I also want to ask you, how confident were you in bringing home a medal to Jamaica? Because I know you, you were going there with that confidence. You guys put the work in and you knew, you know. So how confident were you in terms of bringing home a medal this year? Um, I usually like to try to tell people there is no medal out there that already has anyone's name on it. It's whoever show up on the day that will, you know, eventually go home with the medal so i never like to say that you know yes i'm gonna go in and i'm i'm, I'm gonna get a medal i i never tell anyone that but i know deep down in myself that that's the goal but i'm never gonna ever tell anyone that but at the end of the day like i said you know you prepare and when you go out there it's whoever on the day shows up with their bet will eventually you know come forward as as champions i'm saying how much did you think she was, you know, in terms of readiness, ready for this um, Olympic? Could you share a little light on that in terms of you being behind her, motivating her, coaching her, and helping her with, with, with those um, fitness inside of the gym and building and ready for this? How, how well do you think she was, you know, ready for this? Okay, so first off, I must say that it's not an easy task. It's, it's rough because some some to somewhat some part of it it's very new to me because to be honest she's really educated in the throws even more than i am so she sees stuff different so basically like to give a perspective towards something i have to pull up evidence or stuff like that so it's it's very challenging as i said i'm a man of many traits so so like getting ready in terms of um nutrition um fitness like strength level everything would be on point but building up he, he's like she needs to like know that hey you have to want it 
because so I view it is different from her. You can't do it without a, th- a team. You have to have that team, like not just like a regular team. Like you need somebody like to talk to, to vent. Somebody that's like to be a coach and a husband. It's very challenging because you have to know when to be a coach and to be a husband. Because when I'm the coach, I talk to her a very different way. <laughs> but when I'm the husband, it's like after like it's 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 new. So I have to let her know that hey, when I say certain things, I'm not really. I don't really mean it. That's just me trying to show that hey, I'm really serious about that aspect of it. But when I'm a husband, that's different. Please don't take stuff personal. But I'm very as you. But I don't know if you pick it up. I'm very like hands-on to stuff. Like I'm very serious about stuff. I don't joke about anything. Because yeah. first of all, you have to make investment in the investments in the sport, and I invest a lot into her talent. Because when I crossed over to like fitness. And I finished with Chuck and feel. I asked her, "Do you think you want to do it professionally? I think you can. Why don't you try like to give it a try after? Because she got her qualifications to do a lot more than Chuck and feel. Because she's very smart. She got her master's in sports and recreational management. So first, we have to lay that foundation. Like, know what you want. You wanna go. You wanna work, or you wanna try to like have a career in Chuck and feel." So that's where we like we 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 jot down everything that's important, everything that we're gonna do, and we stick to it. And like we both taught each other something, but she taught me as well. You have to see yourself getting what you want. You have to picture everything that you want to accomplish and tell yourself that it's going to happen. Life is not a straight line. Mm-hmm. You got like you got one point here, you got one point over here. To reach yeah. from here to here, you're gonna have dips. You're gonna go up and down until you reach that goal. Oh, <laughs> There's gonna be a lot of ups and downs, but you gotta just do so. For her, the coaching part of it is not hard. It's just to keep her motivated and like show her like evidence, like hey, this is where you were when you did such and such. This is where you need to be because I took it much more serious when she went to the Olympics. And like a lot of people don't know, but I take I take things very personal. For example, when she she threw about sixteen point something meters in the discus in the shot put at Rio, and I said I called the, I like I messaged the coach say hey what happened the coach that was there at the time, and like hey she was just not ready for the level of competition. I was I totally agreed. I'm like hmm, that's something to think about. She wasn't ready. And then, like, I went. We went to join board. We say, "Hey, you have to make a plan. If you want to be at this level, this is what you got to do." And it's like we had that connection. And then she, she's serious. We both stuck to it. And then everything went on from there. She had to be serious. You have to believe that you want to do it. It's not easy because some days. Some days she wonder if she really wants to throw. <laughs> you go there sometimes you can't even throw ten meters. You're exhausted. You're tired. And then the other day is like this. But you gotta keep motivated. Yeah, I see. I see it's a lot of work. You know, I, I see some yeah, of the work. It's, 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 it's very tough. <laughs> it's very tough. So I, I I let Ian take it back, but you know I definitely want to hear um, the vision for for Daniel. You know, once she leaves the sports, you know, so I know you know with her. I can hear the the, the, the um 
the academic part of it coming in, getting her master and everything. So I know she's going to want to put that to good use. So I'll let Ian close it out. But, you know, listen for that vision of, of after the sports. Um, yeah, one or two of the final questions that I like to, to, to put out there is, you know, is, is always advice for, for younger people coming up. You know, I always want to just constantly say, look, um, if there's any advice that you're giving a, any younger athletes in high school and college, um, you know, what advice would you give to a younger athlete that, that you know, would want to follow a similar path as, as, as you, Daniel? Um, I would say, first off, don't follow my path, <laughs> follow your path, um, because everyone's journey is different. You know, some people might have it easy. Some people might have it a little bit harder than, you know, than some, because I know I definitely, every step of the way wasn't easy. Like I said, I've, I've had to overcome a lot to be where I am right now. And it's not just a lot of the times it's not just um, a mental uh, or physical thing that you have to get over. A lot of times it's a lot of mental toughness. And, um, you know, I am very fortunate to have had, you know, my husband be there every step of the way for me and, and, and has helped me so many times when I was down and doubting myself and doubting my talents and doubting the process that we've, you know, set and said, this is what we need to do. And then, you know, somewhere along the line, you know, I start to question is, Am I doing everything right? Are we doing everything that we set out to do? So, you know, it's just, you know, if, if it, even if it's just one person, you have to have that one person, whether it be a family member, a friend, a close friend, someone that truly believes and motivates you in, in whatever you set out to do. It doesn't necessarily have to be anything um, sports-wise and track and field-wise. If, if you want to be a doctor, you know, this is the step that you need to take to be a doctor. Then, you know, the, the, yeah. And a, and a lot of discipline does come with it because I remember, you know, even in my college days when, you know, a lot of my friends would go out on the weekends and stuff like that. It's not that... I didn't have the option to do it. I just knew that it wasn't something that would be in my best interest because then, you know, after the weekend is over, I'd have my assignments that were due. I'd have practice the following week. And it's like, if I go out and party all weekend, then, you know, it's not going to benefit me the following week. So it's like, you have to make those conscious choices. And, you know, I remember when I was growing up, my mom would say that, you know, all of us went dead left the world. She would say that all the time. So it's like, why run down certain things when when you get older and accomplish all those things? Those things that you were running down when you were young will always be there. You know, partying, the drinking, the liquor, all those things. You know, as a teenager, you know, those are some of the things you want to experience. Yes, but at the same time, she would say, you know, why run those things down when, you know, at the end of the day, when you've already accomplished and done everything that you want to do, those same things will still be there. And that's what I'm experiencing now. You know, I can party as much as I want now because guess what? I'm an adult and I've accomplished so many things that I've set out to accomplish. And, you know, I still don't because, like I said, I still have goals. I still have things that I, I, I would like to accomplish before, you know, I hang my throwing shoes up. So, you know, if it's one thing I would tell them is just set goals, set things that you need to realistic goals, you know, things that you know that you are within within your capabilities of, of accomplishing, making sure that, you know, you know the, the necessary steps that you would need to take 
to to accomplish those goals whether it be okay i have to go purchase that book to make sure that i learn what i need to learn about becoming a doctor or becoming a lawyer becoming a teacher whatever it is that you set out to accomplish make sure that you have goals and then you have many goals under those goals to say these are the stepping stones that i need to take to get to where i want to go all right well said um i can't summarize that any better than how you said it um and i that right there speaks volume um shane one last final question for you um so now that you're focusing on your wife and the stage here in the next five ten years um you know where where where, where do you see your relationship and your career with yourself uh, for me i see myself as an entrepreneur i don't like working for people that much <laughs> so i see myself as an entrepreneur i know that there's going to be a lot of decision making but I'm I'm up for the challenge, and that's me. Just being an entrepreneur, providing for others, and just being happily married with kids. Any final question, Ian? Oh man, it, it, it was just a pleasure to have you guys here on the platform. You know, you know. It, it, it was such joy you know to come here and share in your guys journey you know even though we know there, there's a lot more but you know you guys have overcome a lot together and i i wish you guys many more years together many more successful years you know outside of the track and field but when you guys get over that part because as ian would say your talent will last with you for a while you know either we're gonna age and we just gotta hang up those shoes or something but then you have another lifetime ahead of you guys you know which I just ask that you guys just embrace each other, embrace the moment. And you say, we're going to have ups and downs, even our marriages. You know, it, it is never basically a smooth day every day. You're going to have some days when it's going to rain. You know, some days it's going to hail. Some days it's going to have some snow. And I, I seem like Shane don't like no snow. So, you know. <laughs> Not at all. There are some of those days where we, we have to just uh, deal with it as they come. But the greatest thing is that just love each other unconditionally. Love each other. Believe in each other and support each other as each of you guys grow in our, your different career path. You know, as I, as I hear you guys, you know, you guys have a big, big dream. And there's, there's, there's a big, 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 big world out there. And greatness awaits you both because you guys seem confident and you guys look professional and you guys definitely know what you guys need so i'm just gonna say guys just go for it walk in your greatness and we, we, we'll hear the success story later and the next chapter is kids we, we'll talk about that another time because you know at some point that's gonna come along too you know I, it took me don't rush anything so i'll tell you don't rush anything it took me just two plus years ago before i have my first child even when doctors say we could not have kids you know my wife yeah my wife had her, 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 her the last of the baby at 40 years old. So it's not something that you have to rush into. Just believe in God. And I can tell you guys are sitting on real faith. You're standing on faith. You're sitting on faith. You surround yourself with that. I, I can feel the energy. I know it. So you know, just know that, guess what? That will be a, another milestone. But guess what? Just enjoy life, man. Every, every, every bit of it. Both of you guys seem like you love to travel. Travel together. Enjoy life together and just 
live lovely man unconditional love that's it believe in each other help each other go thank you guys for being here and, and i want to thank you guys for, for 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 lending us your time i know you could be uh doing something um else um during this time on a sunday but i really 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 appreciate it um you know really really appreciate you shane and Neil. i know you know my stay that um you know as a married couple i mean you know what what the other person do is a reflection of the other person you know so you know both of y'all reflect for each other so um all all that you're doing shane is the reflection you know is 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 shining back in you um you know um that that's all god that's the way god made it so you know that's the standard that god made that um you know that that you guys are one so um just keep um you know pushing through i mean keep supporting each other i mean you know just um you know always you know just you know keep you know remember your commitment um that 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 you made to each other that it's forever and uh always remember that um the commitment um it can't change so you know you guys are locked together you know smallest handcuff smallest handcuff <laughs> yeah just remember that small handcuff that 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 is it's locked you know so yeah. guys yeah so you know we're gonna um end the program um for tonight again just thank you again you know a million you know so anything you have to say then you know we will just close it out all right that's it yeah. <laughs> thank you so right. much up to uh, up for you to be a part of the team too you know you put a lot of work into it a lot of people don't know but yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. all right well i appreciate it appreciate as i said um you know i i am happy to to um to be a part of um um that you guys success story um you know i really um you know and i said being a former athlete and you know just you know um was able to get something out of it i'm happy you know um to see um the, the journey and you know uh, you know you know you guys give me the opportunity you know to 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 to, to go on my journey so again thank you um you know um I, I could go on for I know you guys got to go to sleep <laughs> so, you know I don't want to start um <laughs> without the topic but you know um you know but thank you man um I said I appreciate you and I appreciate everything and um you know we're we're looking forward for even bigger and better things um as the year comes along thank you all right take care all right bye 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 Hey Ian, um, I know we're over the. I think we hit the record for tonight, um, <laughs> you know. But I know that we still gotta at least um, say something um, back. Um, thing um, really was an enjoyable um, program today. Was a whole success um, from you know early on today to to, to tonight, and um, you know. We're just looking forward to continue to bring, um, you know, real talk stories, and and real talk stories and bigger and better. And you know, we just want to bring different stories, um, you know, that 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 you know, 
sometimes never get opportunity to, to 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 share. So we believe that you know Daniel and her husband, just for them to share their story, um, this would be a great memory for them to look back on the years. Yeah, a very power, and I, I I love love their energy and everything. You can see it's a it's a, a power couple there. You know, they both basically balance each other. You know, both of them have a passion for the sport. Both of them support each other, help each other grow. And we can only look for, for, for great things from both of them as they travel through this, this journey called life. You know, despite of the hurdles, they're willing to, to, to overcome them together. And that, that's a very good thing. So, you know, I really appreciate them taking the time out to be on the show. Appreciate our, our, our viewers who have, have been following us, you know. And we just kind of just say <clears throat> thanks to everyone that made this thing possible. Thanks to you, Sir Ian, for allowing us to basically come together and be able to share to the nation and a whole. You know, really enjoy this real talk, Ian and Ian, you know, and the double. <laughs> All right. So see you guys next week. Um, we, as we said before, we have, um, you know, we have a really um, music poetry um real one of the real legendary guys foundation guys from stets and um we will be having two guests um uh, we'll keep you up to date on the um during the week all right thank you <laughs>